How many of you guys are ready to get started today? We're going to jump right in. You ready? Let's do this. Man, I'm so glad that you're here with us. I got a little bit of a ring up here. I don't know if y'all can hear that or not. Um, I'm so glad that you guys are with us today. You can go ahead. If you're taking notes, I hope that you do. I hope that you are. We're on week three of our Stay Positive series. I know that was hard to pick up on in that, series, in that bumper there. I know it's hard to understand the series title that we have, uh, but it's called this, all right? And, and I think it's a really important message that we need to talk about today. It's three ways or three truths to build confidence. Three truths to build confidence today. We're going to talk a lot about confidence and how to walk in a godly uh, confidence and a spiritual confidence. And um, if you want to, if you want to, we're going to really bounce a lot of scriptures today. So if you want to write those down, but if you want to get started on the first one, we're going to go to Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight is where we're going to start today. Want to want to point out one more time, real quick, that uh, each week of this series we have a Bible reading plan that we want you to be a part of with us because we don't want to just preach and hear a good sermon, but we want to dig in and hear what God's saying. And so uh, right now, if you want to go ahead and jump in on that, I hope you've done it the past two weeks. Um, but all you got to do is pull up your camera, point it at that, zoom in a little bit. A link is going to pop up. And all you got to do is click that link, and you can get subscribed to this week's Bible reading plan. And you can do it with the family of this church as we all do it together and we dig in together. If not, you can go to radiatechurch.net, and there's a link on the, on the front page there uh, to take you where you need to go to be a part of that. And as you see on your seats as well, uh, I'll mention it again, the Save the Date cards for our Christmas at Radiate Services this year in our new facility. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a powerful, powerful, powerful service. Um, we're going to celebrate Christmas with, our, with the town of Elgin this year at the beginning of December for our tree lighting. We're going to celebrate with, um, with Christmas at Radiate. We're going to celebrate with a candlelight service the Wednesday before Christmas coming up. There's going to be a lot of great things coming up, but we want you to save the date or use that as an invite card. Invite somebody. Go ahead and ask them to be a part of Christmas at Radiate with you. I would love to have to add a fourth service to that because so many people want to come and experience the love and the birth of Jesus this Christmas. Is anybody in the room alive and excited and ready and want to see Jesus do something, all right? Hey, listen, I know it was a late night watching a, I mean, a football game last night. And uh, it was sad and it was tough, but let's wake up a little bit and get excited about what God's doing in the house and excited about what God's doing here. So turn to somebody and tell them, say, wake up, wake up. Here we go. We're in the word. We're in the word today. All right. So I want to talk uh, uh, for a few minutes today. I want to talk about insecurities. I want to talk about confidence and insecurity, right? So for me personally, in this series, I have made it a point that I'm going to let you into my life and behind my veil a little bit. I can be a little guarded. I can be a little, uh, I, I, I can build some walls and not let people in, but I just want to, I want to let you in. I'm going to be real honest with you. There are times in my life, and I want to know if I'm alone. I want to know if, if anybody else is in the room with me. Sometimes it don't take much to get my insecurities acted out, right? Anybody with me? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Sometimes you can say something, and all of a sudden it's like, did I not, did, did I not communicate? What did I do wrong? What did I say? What happened? Like, you know, the insecurities come out, right? I know on the stage people are like, oh, he don't ever have a problem. But I get off the stage sometimes. I'm like, hey, John, what did you think about the service? He's like, it was good. I'm like, just good? Like, it, was, it wasn't incredible? Like, it wasn't phenomenal. It wasn't the best service you've ever sat in in your entire life. I don't understand. You know, and, and like insecurities come out in all of us sometimes. It, sometimes it don't take much. Sometimes it takes a lot, right? Sometimes I'll tell you what, uh, this phrase used to drive me nuts, y'all. So 
prior to launching uh, Ready 8 Church eight years ago, I was a youth pastor for 10 years. And uh, I was at a church one time, and, and this gentleman came up to me. I, I was trying. I'm going to be real honest. It didn't, try, it didn't work out very well. I was trying to grow a beard uh, at the time. And I had a little goatee, but I was trying to fill everything in around it. And the goatee was struggling in and of itself. But I was young, and I was trying. I, I had a Man, this gentleman came up to me after service, and, or before service, I was talking to him. He said, he said, you know why I don't come to hear you preach? I said, why? He said, y'all, this is so funny. This is so funny. He looked at me, he said, because men of God don't have facial hair. And I looked at him, I was like, what are you talking about right now? Like, that's ridiculous. He said, when you shave, I'll come hear you preach. And I was like, all right. I didn't shave for a few weeks on purpose for that reason. But um, here was another phrase that, that was said to me as a youth pastor a lot, right? So they'd be like, do you like being a youth pastor? I'm like, yeah. They're like, one day you'll be a real pastor. Pretty sure you never dealt with teenagers if you don't think a youth pastor is a real, a real pastor. Like, I don't think you know anything about getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning to text messages of, of some of these guys and you having to talk them off. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it used to, and that used to create an insecurity. I had one guy one time, I preached, and he walked up and he said, man, that was a good message. That's the best you've ever done. You'll get there one day. Pretty sure that ain't, uh, that ain't what I was looking for there, guy. Appreciate, appreciate the compliment. You know, people say things, and they don't mean it the way it comes out sometimes, right? And they, they don't mean it the, the, the mean, and they don't mean it disrespectful, but it can, it can bring up some insecurities, and the chances are some of us sitting in the room today, most of us sitting in the room today struggle with some kind of insecurity in our life. Maybe it's a, a self insecurity about the way we look maybe it's the job we have the money we make maybe it's the way we parent there's some kind of insecurity and insecurities usually will manifest them what themselves in three different ways this is just quick knowledge three different ways and three different types of people and i'm gonna say these and i'm gonna talk about them for a minute and you're gonna know whether you fit in them or somebody else that you know fits in them you're gonna be able to you're gonna do it just like that you ready three ways of insecurities real quick this isn't like the meat of the message this is just setting things up Three types of people that manifest their insecurities. The first one is they, they, people pleasers. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I'm just going to let you know, counseling, I am a recovering people pleaser. That's part of where my insecurities come from, that if people are mad at me, then it, it bothers me. Like, I, I hurt for people a lot. I don't want people to be upset. Anybody with me in the room on that? Amen. You guys are with me. Thank you. I like pleasing people, like, but the reality is the Bible tells us that we're either going to please God or, or man. We're never going to be able to please both at the same time all the time. And we have to realize that. But we'll sacrifice anything in order for others to be happy. You know what I'm saying? People pleaser. And then there's another way that they, they kind of manifest themselves, the fishers. Now, the fisher, I will say fishermen, but um, I don't want to exclude women. But I think social media has exasperated this one. And it's the people that are like, it's just been such a bad day. And then the question is, oh, are you okay? Don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Pretty sure you must, because you just told 1,500 people on your Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Like that, That's what I'm talking about. Or, 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 or you're like, you see my new car? And you're fishing for a compliment. You know what I'm saying? Like all this stuff, we're fishing, we're fishing. We want some kind of 
affirmation, some kind of uh, 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 affirmation of what we're doing. Like we're doing an okay job. We're doing good. We're doing. We want somebody to come along and be like, "Oh, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be all right." I know it was a hard day, but you're gonna be fine. Or like you look at somebody and you're like, "Which way is the bathroom?" Oh, you've been working out. <laughs> the fishers, right? And then here's another one. These are my favorite because I actually laugh at these guys. Like sometimes in their face, but usually privately. I'll pray for that. It's the one-uppers. You know what I'm talking about? That's the one, those are the ones where you're like, man, I've been doing this Bible reading plan for this series each week, and it's been great. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, well, I've been doing that one plus two other ones. I'm closer to Jesus than you are, you know. Oh, you spent five minutes reading your Bible this week? Good. I spent 25 minutes in my prayer closet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Like the one-uppers, you know what I'm saying? It's the ones that, hey, man, I really enjoyed my, my vacation at the beach. Man, I really enjoyed my vacation on a cruise ship. It's like, my gosh. like It's insecurities. We're trying to prove something. We're trying to gain some affirmation in there. And here's the problem with insecurities. Insecurities will often rob us of, of peace Right, So our insecurities rob us of peace in our life, of joy in our life. They'll rob us of opportunities. They'll rob us of following dreams and obeying God. Insecurities are actually way more of a, a roadblock than we pay attention because here's what we want to do sometimes is we want to overlook our insecurities rather than deal with them. And the problem is, is if we don't deal with roots, then we end up with fruits that we don't want in the first place. You with me? And so we have to learn what our insecurities are and we have to cut the root, and we have to get to a place to where it's not that my insecurity is keeping me from robbing, I mean, from interviewing from a job, or keeping me from making that step of faith, and keeping me from checking this out, or praying that, or joining a life group, or serving on a team, or whatever that, or giving, or whatever that may be. I don't want my insecurity to rob me of my purpose in God. Because what insecurities will do is the enemy will use that as a tool to talk us out of obedience. Are you with me today? And, and, and so here's the thing. I don't think we need more self-confidence, though. I think we need more God-confidence. I think we'll walk in a whole lot more confidence, walk in a whole lot more spiritual authority in our lives whenever we have a God-confidence, not just a self-confidence. There's a lot of people that believe in themselves but have very little faith in God. There's a lot of people believe that they can do everything, but God only does a little bit. And here's the truth of the matter. God can do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond all that we could think or imagine. And that's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It's in the Bible, and it teaches us that no matter how big I think I am, He is bigger. No matter what I think I can accomplish, He can accomplish more. Because the truth is, I need some God confidence. I need to trust God more than I trust myself. And that's really what I want to talk about today. In fact, in Ephesians, or 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, I love what the Message Bible says. The Message Bible says it this way, forget about self-confidence. It's useless. Cultivate God confidence. I love the fact that it says cultivate God confidence, because when you cultivate something, it's not immediate. When you cultivate it, you have to work the soil. You have to till the ground. You have to plant. You have to fertilize. You have to wait on it to come to a place to where something can grow in that. We have to cultivate God confidence. We have to cultivate it by reading the word and worshiping and spending time with God and understanding his promise and his purpose for our life individually. I love what it says. Forget about self-confidence. It's useless. 
It's not saying like, because we can think sometimes, well, humility is a sign of spiritual maturity. And so I'm going to talk bad about myself. That's not humility. That's self-degradation. Self-degradation is abuse. Humility is just going, it's not about me. It's about him. Humility is just saying, it's not me that can do it. It's him through me that can do it. Forget about self-confidence that I can do everything. It's useless, but cultivate and work the ground and make it growable for God confidence in my life. And here's why we shouldn't focus on self-confidence. I'm just going to throw these out there. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9. Just write them down. You don't have to turn there. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 tells us that our heart is actually deceitful. That's why we shouldn't rely on ourselves. Our heart is deceitful. It will lead us in ways that we never actually want to go in the first place. That's why when people say, I'm just going to follow my heart. Yeah, you might, probably might not should do that. Follow your spirit. Because your heart will give in to what your head tells your heart to do. Your heart is deceitful. Matthew 26 and 41 says this, that our flesh is weak. So that means I'm going to give up. I'm not going to persevere. If it's all on me and self-confidence, I'm not going to persevere when I need to persevere. I'm not going to believe God for $300,000. I'm only going to believe God for 100000 Are you with me? My flesh only pays attention to what I can attain within myself. Self-confidence. Um, Romans chapter 7, verse 15 tells me that my behavior is inconsistent. Anybody ever dealt with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, we do it every year. We're coming up on January. And you know what happens every January, right? We sit down and we make our what? New Year's resolutions. And we, all of us, all of us do it. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to work out. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to gain muscle or I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I got all these things. I'm going to work my budget. And we do it great for about, I don't know, three, four weeks. And then, and then it's like, oh, I'm tired of being disciplined in this area. Right? And we do it. And we'll eat good for about a week. And then we see the grocery bill for the next week to eat healthy again. And we're like, no, 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 I'm good. Little Debbie sounds really good to me right now. All right? Swiss cake rolls, guilty pleasure, praise God. Right? And so we, we do it, but why do we do it that way? Why do we get into certain disciplines and then get out of them very quickly? Why? Because it's just human nature. Our behaviors are inconsistent. That's why we come in and we're fired up, we're ready for Jesus, and we're ready for God, and it's, yeah, I want to give, and I want to be a part of this, and I want to see what God's going to do, and then we don't show up to church for three weeks. Our behaviors are inconsistent because our flesh is weak and our heart is deceitful. That's why self-confidence is useless, man. We need God-confidence. We need to trust God more than we do anything else. So I want to give you three truths to build your God-confidence today. Are you ready? You ready for this? Number one is this. We have to know this. My God is always for me. My God is always for me. I think there's a misconception about God out there that we need to really confront. And there are some people that still believe that God is just out to get them. God is just out to beat us over the head with a big giant sledgehammer every time we say the wrong thing and think the wrong thing and do the wrong thing and we act the wrong way. And I'm not telling you this to excuse behaviors. I'm telling you this to let you know God is a loving father. How many fathers are in the room or want to be fathers or, or maybe you're an uncle or a grandfather, anything like that? Yeah, all over the room. Even some people that didn't raise their hands, it's you. Here's the truth. Listen, watch this. As a father, I, I always understood God was a father, but I never understood the character of a father until I had kids. 
Now that I have kids, I understand that there is an unconditional love that is aggravated as my kids make me. And praise God, there are days I want to put my head through sheetrock. But I love them anyway. And I'm going to kiss them when they go to bed that night. And I'm going to love them. And I'm going to speak promises over them. And I might have just yelled at them, but I'm going to kiss them on the forehead. <laughs> right? As a father, I've learned that there's nothing that they can do to make me love them any less. I still love them. There's also nothing that they can do that's going to make me not want the best for them. I always want the best for them. I want them to grow up and be better than I've ever been. I want them to grow up and have a platform that I built the foundation for, but they can stand higher than I ever did. I want them to grow up and have more money than I ever saw in my life. I want them to grow up and be successful in whatever God wants them to do. I want them to grow up and trust God more than I ever did at their age. I want the best for my kids. And if you're a parent, a grandparent, if you love kids at all, you understand what I'm talking about. Hear me, God is a father. He's a judge, but he's a father. He's not out to get us, he's out to help us. He is always for me because here's what happens a lot of times is we think that if he's out to get us, then whenever I don't do exactly what he wants me to do and we pray these prayers, God, what do you want me to do? And we make a decision based on fear that he's going to get us if we make the wrong one. And sometimes God goes, I just want you to make a decision and be happy because both of them are in my will. Are you with me today? God is always for me. Some of us need to repeat that over and over and over to us. And that's why, to ourselves, and that's why in our lives at Radiate Church we have a phrase, you matter. Are we the best at showing that all the time? No. Why? Because I'm not God. I'm not perfect. We don't have it all together. We mess it up sometimes. But I matter to God. I matter to you. You matter to God. And you matter to us. And the truth of the matter is when we fail you, he never will. When your parents fail you, he never will. When your, parent, when your family fails you, he never will. When your friend, It doesn't matter. He never will because he's always for me. Always for me. And it never changes. In fact, in Romans chapter 8, verse 31 is this scripture, I love it. It says this, What then shall we say to these things? Watch this. If God is for us, who is against us? In other words, some of the things that we think that are going to destroy our lives are nothing compared to the one that's before us, the one that has our back, the one that is there for me. Listen, if you're trying to climb out a mountain of death, guess what? He's for you. If you're trying to reconcile your marriage or a family relationship, guess what? He is for you. If you're trying to, to, to climb the ladder corporately and do it the right way, He is for you. You need to hear this. Look at somebody right now and just say, He is for you. Come on, tell them, He is for you. God is always for us. If we're trying to start a new journey, if we're trying to raise $300,000, if we're trying to finish out a building, if we're trying to move in in three weeks, if we're trying to reach an area code, if we're trying to grow his church, if we're trying to watch people turn their lives over to him, whatever we're trying to do, he is for us. Please don't get that messed up. And I think if we really knew that, and in my life, if I really knew that all the time, the things that I feel like are against me would shrink because I know the one that is for me. Amen?
So number one, my God is always for me. Number two, my God always helps me. My God always helps me. So he's not just for me, just standing back, clapping his hands like a Clemson head coach. But he's, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. Some of y'all got more offended by that than anything else I've ever said. We, I, listen, I can't stand on Carolina wins, so I'll just bash the other team, all right? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I had to wake you up. Some of y'all perked up, like, you ain't talking about my football team. Yes, I am. Um, God is always, he's not just standing back clapping with pom-poms going, yeah, let's go, we got this, I'm for you, but he's willing to help us. So, so I'm, another confession about my life, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm semi-handy. Semi. If I don't know how to do it, I, do, I can figure out how to do it. The problem is, is I'm way too impatient to actually learn how to do things the right way. Okay? And so the other day, like, I had to change. They call them the trunk supports for the va our van. Yes, we have a minivan. I questioned it at first. But in two years, I've become quite attached to this thing. Especially since I gave up my truck. And it's now doubled as my transporter. But anyway, because my, my family is a mini basketball team. On to the point. Not yet. Wait, what? Hold up. That ain't how this is supposed to go, babe. No. Praise God. Lord, in the name. Mm -mm. If that's the case, you better prepare me right now in the name of Jesus. Hang ready. Hallelujah. Y'all, let's pray. <laughs> you ain't know nothing. You close your mouth right now. Anyway, I'm just kidding. So the other day, I had, to, I had to fix the trunk supports and the little hydraulic lifts in Megan's trunk. And I ordered them off Amazon. And I went to the store, and they were like, yeah, it's really easy to do. And I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know me like that. So I go, and I do find out that it is easy to do. So I prop the trunk up with a pitchfork. <clears throat> that was dumb. And then there was one time where the pitchfork slipped off the thing, and the trunk came slamming down. I'm like... That could have been my head. I think I need that to do what I'm supposed to do in life. So I looked at Megan. Megan was doing something in the garage, and I looked at her. She was putting together a four-kid stroller, actually. <laughs> she said it was for radiate kids, but I'm starting to wonder about that now. Because <laughs> we already got three kids. <laughs> this is all starting to come together in this one story that I was not planning. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Lord, right now... If you could. No. And uh, I said, hey, babe, I need your help. She was like, what you need? I said, I need you to hold the trunk open so I can pull these supports off and put the new ones on. Because here's the truth. Watch this, right? So there are times, you, sometimes you just need to admit that you need some help. I'd had to, like, I couldn't do it by myself. I tried with a pitchfork. It didn't work. I tried with a rake, too. That didn't work. A shovel. I tried with everything, but I couldn't do it until somebody came along and could hold it up for me. Sometimes we just need to look at God and go, hey, I need your help. In fact, I would venture to say this. Every day we need to look at God and go, hey, I need your help. Because the truth is, we can do more with God than we can without him. And what he touches is always blessed. What he touches is always better. What he touches always goes further. And here's the truth. Sometimes God helps us through people. You need to hear that. 
Sometimes he brings people in our lives. And I believe that's the importance of life groups at Radiate Church. That's the importance of serving on teams at Radiate Church. You know, at Radiate, we have a care, uh, a care team that is here to take care of people. Because here's the truth. I can't do it by myself. Right before COVID hit, we were running right at 500 people every single week. Do you know how impossible that is for one person to try to take care of by himself? So we have our team leaders that serve, help take care. We just have to let them know what's going on. They want to call. They want to send meals if you need it. They want to help you. They want to pray with you. They want to lead you through the Bible. I've seen it over and over and over again. Here's the other thing. We have life group leaders. Life groups are there to care for us and to help us through situations. And not only that, we have something that we call a care portal that's on our website. And all you got to do is put your need in there and we filter it through and see what we can do for you. And if we can't get it to you, here's what I've done many times. Here is the contact of somebody that can help you way more than I can. Because I'm not too prideful to look at somebody and say, I can't do that. So watch this. God is always there to help us, but it's not always just supernatural help. It's always, it, it is sometimes, but it's always sometimes also through people. And if I'm not in a group and I'm not connecting with people and I'm not trying to grow and I don't have somebody in my life that's sitting there going, hey, that's not how we're supposed to be doing this. That's not what the Bible says. That's not right. I want to help you. I know you're going through a tough time. Let me send you a meal, whatever. If we don't have those connections, we're going to sit back and go, God never helps me. And people don't care. And God's going, no, I'm for you. And I always want to help you. And I've sent people in your life to do that. That's what a church does. That's what a group does. That's what people do, that we just care about people. Hebrews chapter 13, in verse, um, Hebrews 13, 5 through 6, it's going to come on the screen for you right now. It says this, make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I forsake you. Watch this, go to verse 6. So that we may confidently say, the Lord is my helper. Just underline that in your Bibles. The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? In other words, anything that I face in life, God wants to help me through. Not just cheer me on, but help me through. If you have a struggling marriage, guess what? He wants to help you with that. If you have to have a difficult conversation with somebody in your group or somebody in your life, he wants to help you with that. Guess what? If your finances are struggling, he wants to help you with that. And the great thing is, is it's not just, you know, we're just reaching in thin air, but he's got a whole word. He's got his Bible, 66 books he wants to send us through to help us. He, he, it, the Bible says that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father and prays for us day in and day out. He intercedes for you. Why? Because he wants to help you. He sent his son that was his physical uh, representation of who he was. It was his physical embodiment, and he died. God died through Jesus' body so that you and I could have help to have relationship with him for eternity. God is always for you. God always wants to help you. And the third one is this. God is still working on me. Please give yourself some grace. Please give yourself some, some lead way. Please give yourself a little bit of grace. God is still working on me. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 tells us this, that we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Your president, your pastor, your life group leader, your, your boss, your coworker, your spouse, your kids, you 
We all sin. And we all fall short of the glory of God. And that's where it's so beautiful that sin is the disconnection or the the, the way we've missed it from us to God's glory. But watch this. He's always for us and he's always helping us. Why? Because he always believes in us. We're all a work in progress. I am a work in progress. There's times where I don't have the faith I need to have. There's times I think thoughts that you don't want to hear. There's thoughts that I there's times where I mumble things under my breath that I shouldn't be mumbling. There's thoughts, there's times where I, I go to others before I go to God. I fall short as your pastor. And there will always be times where I'm going to let you down because I'm human and so are you. But here's what I know. I and you and we are all a work in progress at all times. Have you ever asked yourself this? How could God use someone like me? you ever asked that? I have. I do all the time. In fact, when we secured this building... Here was my prayer. God, why do you trust someone like me with a building like that? And here's what God said. Because I believe you can fill it up multiple times and change a region for the kingdom. I don't know. I'll make the right decisions. I'll make the wrong decisions. I'll make people mad. I'll make people happy. But my ultimate goal is to be obedient to Christ and not people's opinions on Facebook or anywhere else, in my office or wherever, just fill in the blank. Because why? We are all a work in progress. Watch this, Philippians chapter 1. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 says this. For I am confident of this very thing, that he... Watch, hear this. You got to hear this. That he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Hear this. Perfect it is not a past tense word. It is a present tense verbiage. That means that every day you wake up, there is a perfecting going on on the inside of you. And I know you used to feel fired up about what God promised you, but every day you wake up, God's still working on the promise that he gave you. It's not over. It's not done. 2020 hasn't ended it. It hasn't cut it. He's perfecting it until you get in the presence of Jesus. Jesus himself. God is not done perfecting it in you. God is using you for it. I don't care if you're 99 years old or nine months old. He is perfecting it until the day we walk into his very presence and we worship him with the angels. He is perfecting his good work in you. It's a constant work in progress. Every time. Every day. Every day, but watch this. If I don't lean into him, I'll miss the progress. I got to know. 
I got to lean in. I got to read the word. I got to worship. I got to pray. Here's some of you what you need to do. I know some of you are battling with addictions. Some of you, your marriage is falling apart. Some of you, you don't know what to do. Some of you don't have any finances. Some of you don't have a job. I know you're struggling with self-doubt and insecurities. I know you don't believe this and you don't believe that and your faith is struggling and all this stuff. I just need you to know he's not through with you yet. He's not through with you yet. You're a work in progress, but he ain't through with you yet. You're not where you want to be, but you're not where you were. We're all a work in progress. And to me, it's helpful because I don't have to wake up today or tomorrow and be perfect. Watch this. I just have to wake up to be perfected. There's only one way to do that, and that's through him. That's through Christ, our Savior and Father, and God, our Father. The problem isn't struggling with something. The problem is giving into it. We're all a work in progress. If you're struggling with something, that's fine. But you can fight it. You can get there because you're being perfected. He, he who began a good work in you will see it through into the end. I want to leave you with this last scripture. It's Colossians chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. It says this, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. I love, I love that Paul, the apostle, is writing this, is writing this to a church. He looks at me and says, man, I've heard of the faith you have in Christ and the love you have for the people that you go to church with and you build the kingdom with. Oh, I've heard about it. It has preceded you. Let that be spoken of us. That the love we have for God and the love we have for others will precede even the name of our church, the location of our church, even what we do. But then he says this, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Here's what he's saying. Let me break it down. You have a spiritual swagger that goes before you. A confidence, a God confidence. A spiritual hope that is in heaven that you can't see. And it causes you to love the church, to love the gospel, and to love people more than you ever have before. And because of the truth laid up before in heaven before you, because of that, watch this, you love people at a new level. Let that be spoken of us. Not just corporately but individually. Here's what I want us to do today. I just want us to walk out with a God confidence. I want us to walk out smiling in the midst of adversity. I want us to walk out in big faith, believing that God can do big things in a big world through the big kingdom of Jesus Christ and of God our Father. If you would just stand to your feet with me today, I'd love to pray with you. And then Pastor Chris is going to give us some uh, next steps and we're going to walk out of here and we're going to change the world. Lord, we give you everything today. Thank you for the truth of the God confidence we can have in you. Thank you for loving us like you do. Thank you for being for us. Thank you for helping us. And thank you for perfecting us as we're a work in progress. We're so grateful for that. Now, with eyes closed, if there's anybody in the room that would say, Pastor, I need to give my life to Jesus today. I just want to ask him to forgive me and move forward in the kingdom of God. I heard about a God that loves me, that is for me, that helps me, and I just want to give him my life today. I've never prayed that prayer, but I want to today. If that's you, would you just throw your hand in the air right now? I just want to pray with you right where you are. Amen. Yeah. God, you are worthy, 
We give you everything. And I pray that we would walk out of here and not just hear a sermon, but we'd walk out of here with a God confidence that changes everywhere we go, everything we say, everything we do, the faith we have, the people we interact with, and the way we interact them. God, let it be spoken of us that the way we love you, your church, and your people, God, that it precedes us and it goes before us because we love you, we honor you, and we trust you. And if you believe that, would you put your hands together today and just thank God. Come on, Pastor Chris. Man, there we go. Awesome, guys. What an amazing message for week three of Stay Positive. Your insecurity can steal your dreams, your purpose, and your calling if we allow it. So uh, let us leave today. Let that challenge of us uh, grabbing on to the God confidence that he's given to us freely. I challenge you, be praying this week. God, what are the things that is keeping me from accessing and walking in, in your, the God confidence that you've called me to do? And what you can do as your next step, as you, as you uh, explore those things that God is calling you to dig up, join a life group. Get into a group where you can get around like-minded individuals who believe in Jesus and believe in the delivering power of whatever it is you're struggling with that have gone through probably the same things you're going through. Get into a group where there's life change and there's community. And then from there, join a team. You can text the number uh, connect where you can take your next step in joining a team or stopping by the Connect Center where you can say, hey, I want to join a team. Maybe it's parking. Maybe it's worship, production. There is a team and a family that you can be a part of as we walk into our next season here at 88 Church. And lastly, get, get those Save the Date cards. we got Christmas coming up. Who's excited for Christmas? We're going to get to worship all together with three experiences on December 20th in our new facility over at 105 Sparkleberry Crossings Road. It's going to be crazy. Listen, that's a save the date for you, but that can act as an invite card. We know that. We believe that. Invite cards can inhibit and, and create life change for somebody. You just don't know the power in that. So, guys, take it out. Let's change the world with our love. Have a great week. Let's go change the world. Love you guys.
Good morning. Welcome to week three of Stay Positive. My name is Travis. I'm here with our campus pastor, Johnny. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing well, sir. How are you doing? Man, I am doing great. I am positively swell. Positive. Get it? Because the series is positive. Because we're staying positive right now for this series. Not COVID positive, though. (laughs) That's right. Good (laughs) gosh. Speaking of which, listen, if you are making your way to the campus right now, we are preparing a place for you. If you're getting ready to hop in online, then get comfortable. Go ahead and grab that notepad because today's going to be a great day. Take notes because this has been a great series, man. It's a very needed thing right now to stay positive. And uh, last week was all about gratitude. And John, that has challenged me this week because now I'm thinking to myself, how long have I been going not being grateful for some of the small things? So I don't know about you. Oh, you... I know. I know. It's so tough, especially with everything that's going on, going on around us right now. And, you know, everything in total, it's yeah. very easy to become ungrateful. <laughs> Let's put it that way. For me. For me, me. T- me too, man. And you and I were joking around. We were actually setting up the campus here this morning. And we were talking about how grateful man we are for the fact that we have a brand new next step home come on for radiate church man pastor oh man pastor wrote that news last week so if you're joining us for the first time listen we are a couple weeks away from being able to experience a launch day at our brand new campus at 105 sparkle bay crossing road yeah over in northeast and man we picked a perfect spot we are literally right next to grouchos Uh, (laughs) we got henry's That's right. Promo code radiate. That's right. That's right. Yeah, you get 20% off. Uh, I mean, but so much has been going on over there. I mean, we've had, you know, and thank you to everybody that has, you know, texted in the number to serve, has come over there. We've been painting. We've been cleaning carpets. uh, We've been, you know, getting all the nicks off the walls. And, you know, honestly, you know, I mean, through the grace of God, this facility was really turnkey. You know, we could go in there right now and have church, but we are actually um, doing our best to make it hours to make it home yes. and to uh, create something where it's not just a church, but it's actually somewhere where, you know, we feel at home. Yeah. And so uh, thank you to everybody who has come yeah. out and helped us serve, helped us clean up. And uh, man, I'm really looking forward to uh, launch day. And when is launch day? Well, listen, if you're watching this right now and you're as excited and pumped up as I am, you need to be there on December the 6th. Great. Dad. That is going to be our first day in our brand new facility. Johnny, you're absolutely right. There's been so many people helping make this possible. So you guys know there were hundreds of hours logged in renovation this past week. Um, If you watch last week's sermon, uh, Pastor gave us a couple challenges to actually make launch day a sweet, sweet success. He said, number one, man, be praying right now that just God just opens uh, more doors, um, that he just allows us to get in touch with the right people who can make uh, a lot of easy transitions uh, to getting the building ready for our guests and for radiant kids. Um, he said, hey, pray also, maybe God would have you give over and above your tithe right now to be able to make launch day a success. You and I are in there That's every right. day and we're seeing some, hey, this would be a, a great place for a sign or man, we might need to upfit yeah. that projector or something. So we're constantly seeing things that is gonna make launch day a success. And lastly, and you can text the word serve to 803-205-2487 right now and say, hey, I actually want to be a part of painting a wall or putting new paint on a parking light stripe or, you know, cleaning up debris or cutting yeah. some grass. Listen, we had over 40 people text that number this past week and logged. It's incredible. Hours of, man, it's been awesome. It's incredible. And, you know, the heart of people is amazing. You know, we could not do this without no, you. We could not, not do this without your support, without your generosity. Yep. You know, the fact is, is that it takes an army. 
It does. Um, there's not one or two people that can do this. It takes a team of that's people right. that say, you know what, we're here to reach more people for the kingdom, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And you've proven that, not just through uh, showing up and being here every Sunday, but showing up throughout the week, helping us get ready. Every little thing counts, whether you've been yes. able to show up one time or you've been there every day. The fact is, is that every little bit helps. So please, please do not think that uh, just because you can only show up for 30 minutes, yeah. that helps. Anything helps. So make sure you text that number. It's a great opportunity. Absolutely. Man, I was actually just reminded, too, I'm seeing a ton of folks hopping on right now. I see mayors hopping on. Listen, if you're on the stream right now, feel free uh, to take just a minute to click share. Let yeah. everyone else know you're getting ready to have church because right. maybe your share might be the way that someone says, oh, man, I didn't know about that. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's yeah, right. I want to get involved and get yeah. hopped on right now. Absolutely. But uh, And, Johnny, real quick, I do want to transition because I don't know if you know this because you've got young kids and um, you're a busy guy, so you probably haven't even been thinking about the fact you got to start Christmas shopping goodness yeah i uh, pass that off to my executive uh, ceo <laughs> which is my wife she handles that so listen if you're on the stream right now we want to go ahead and ask you to save the date for christmas at radiate this yeah. year man join us for three experiences the right. sunday before christmas it is going to be 8 a.m 9 30 and 11 yep yep december 20th 20th that's right december correct. 20th should be um our christmas experiences it's going to be incredible yep um we are praying and hoping for a pack house and you know again we're in our brand new facility and so if you're showing up today um or you will eventually start seeing the save the date christmas invites go out you will see our brand new address on the cards which is incredible because now we get a place to call home we get to Absolutely. say hey you know what we're we're finally able to have Christmas in our own facility, yeah. and man, it's just going to be so much more enjoyable. It's going to be it it's going to be an incredible day. So bring yeah. someone along with you as well, man. You know we're on this journey together. Yeah, and I'm absolutely pumped up about today too. So we we're, we're seeing a ton of folks hopping online right now. We got Matt Edders, which I thought he was in the building, maybe, but we got Matt Edders jumping online. <laughs> he is Very right over there. You. Yeah. Thank you for hopping in, too. We're, uh, <laughs> yep, he's about 20 feet from us. Matt right helps <laughs> us make sure we have comments in the chat. Absolutely. So yep. you, We've got folks who are actually joining us physically right now. They're grabbing a seat. I'm excited uh, about today. man. We've got nothing but um, just really cool stuff happening. God's really blessed our church, and we're hoping that, yeah. man, maybe even you've shared something over the past few weeks where God's really touched your life and you're seeing some new doors open. Right. And maybe those things are making you think about, I might need to take a next step of faith closer to Jesus, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we want to invite you to do that today. You can easily do that by texting the word CONNECT to the number 803-205-2487. There's a lot of ways to get a take a next step closer to Jesus absolutely. right yeah. now. Maybe that's making a decision for him for the first time. Yep. Maybe that's saying, hey, sometime in the future when, you know, COVID's not as crazy, I want to experience a water baptism. Yeah. yeah. It could be saying, hey, I just want to join the team. I'm hearing a lot of cool stuff that's happening at Radio Church. And I want right. to be a part of it. Maybe but, a life group. Those are, hey, join a life group. Get, absolutely. get somewhere, get around some people that can uh, help you grow, that can challenge you, that can do life with you. That's, that's what we're about. Absolutely. Shout out to Chris Evans, who's joining us online today and maybe physically, too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. Well, Absolutely. hey, any last words before we uh, get 
get ready for today's experience. So. You know, this is really interesting. This is kind of a little bit more of a serious tone than I think you, that, that you're actually wanting me to take right now. I'm ready for whatever. So I got I my was, tissue box right here. <laughs> so I was talking to a, uh, a first responder um, recently, and, you know, we were talking a little bit about what they've experienced over the past couple of weeks, and they were yep. saying, like, Man, people are experiencing anxiety at all-time high. We are experiencing frustration at all-time high. And um, they were saying that this series is extremely needed right now. And I think the Bible has a lot to say about positivity. I think it yeah. has a lot to say about the fact that we can approach each day with joy and then we can find joy in some tough times in our yeah, lives. And we can right. lean on Jesus. We can lean on our life group can lean on our team in those times so don't just think this is another series or like another sunday because you may miss something that's absolutely going to be able to uh to kind of i don't know maybe help you think about how you can look at life a little bit more different a little more positivity absolutely johnny what you got what's your last thought for us today yeah you know the only thing i can say is that if you cannot make it here today please turn the volume up lean in uh we're going to be hitting a lot on uh insecurities day pastor has a great great message lined up uh, for us today. So lean in. It's going to be an amazing day and uh, you are not going to want to miss it. Make sure you share and bring somebody along the journey with you. So. Absolutely. Hey, we're a few moments away from today's experience. Grab that notepad and let's get ready for church today. We'll see you in a little bit.
Good morning, Radiate Church. We're going to ask you to stand and worship with us this morning. Come on. When night has fallen, when fear is coming, still you're calling me. When faith is lost and my hope exhausted, you will be my strength. When my mind says I'm not good enough, God, you're enough for me. I've decided I'm not giving up. You won't give up on me. You won't give up on me. Your love keeps holding on and it won't let go. Feel it breaking out like an echo.
Come on, make some noise in the house today. Amen. Why don't you turn to somebody real quick and just through your mask, just tell them welcome home today. Tell them welcome home. We're so glad you're here. Air high five, air hug, whatever you want to do. We're so glad that you're here. You can have a seat this morning uh, for just a few minutes. We're so honored. Uh, to have you here, all of you online today. Thank you uh, for joining us. I just want you to know we are grateful that you are here and joining us online today, but we miss you in the house as well. There's just something that happens when you're in the same room together, and so we hope that you'll be able to join us in person next week, but thank you for jumping in and being with us today. Hey, how many of you guys are excited about what God is doing in the house and in your lives? And Come on. So as you know, last week, um, well, before I do that, I just want to tell you, if you're a guest in our room, in our house today, welcome home. We're so glad you're here. If you're online, we're so excited to have all of our guests in the room. We would love for you to connect with us or us to connect with you. We'd love to get more information uh, from you. And uh, on, on the screen, there's a, there's a QR code there. We'd love for you to do something. You can either text the word CONNECT to 803-205-2487. Or you can take your camera on your phone and zoom in on that little QR code there. A link is going to pop up, and you just click that. It'll take you where you need to go. Fill out some information and just show that information to the Connect Center on your way out if you're in the room and we got a gift for you. Or whenever if you're online, just indicate that. We'll make sure you get a gift as well. We have something for you. We believe in guests at Radiate. We believe in bringing somebody into the kingdom of God because here's the truth. We are all here today whether you're online or you're in person, because somebody cared enough about your eternity to bring you to a place where you could learn more about your eternity. Amen. And so I'm excited about that, whether it was as a child, whether it was five weeks ago, doesn't matter. Maybe it was last night. Uh, that's why we're here, and so we're, we're big on that. So thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us. And, uh, man, just some, some exciting things going on. So Pastor Chris is going to talk more about this at the end of the service today. But I want to let you know that on your seats there is a save-the-date card for our Christmas services. Christmas is coming up. Anybody, is, this, is that anybody's favorite time of the year? Anybody? Come on, all the kids said right here, right here. Um, Christmas is coming up. Christmas at Radiate at our new facility. Come on, somebody. We have our first service in person at our new facility. Get this, December the 6th, the first Sunday in December. We'll be in there. We'll be meeting in there. Amen. And we'll have our Christmas services in there. So use that as a save the date card for you. Use that as an invite card. Uh, you see three services on there, 8 o'clock. 9 30 and 11 o'clock on christmas the december the 20th we'll also have a candlelight service that wednesday before uh, but we want you to invite so many people and pack it out so much whether you're online or in person we want you to pack it out so much we actually have to add a service i want to have that problem this year at our new facility because uh, i just believe god's going to be glorified and we're going to learn a lot through through that so so many great things coming up if you still want to serve at the new facility that god has blessed us with we have plenty of stuff that still needs to be done we got some painting and some cleaning and some and all that stuff that needs to be done here's all you got to do just text serve to 803-205-2487 it's on the screen just text that you'll get all the information and everything right there to your email and and any and uh and you can get any information there so that we can all serve and get that thing ready to rock and roll. We got three weeks, man, three weeks. I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready. I am ready. So I want to move into a portion of the service of giving. And I get asked sometimes why we put an importance on that. 
And it's because, did you know that in the Bible, God uh, actually talks about giving and, and money in the Bible almost more than anything else? It's actually referenced more than prayer. Now, that doesn't mean it's more, more important than prayer, but it's referenced more. And here's why, because there's a common denominator that it affects everybody's life. And so here's what God teaches us, right? God teaches us that tithe, so we talk about tithe each week. Tithe is the first 10% of, our, of what we bring in. And God says, if you'll trust me with that, I'll take care of everything else. And I want you to give that through the storehouse. And the storehouse is the, is the modern day church. And so we give our tithe each and every week. But we have a core value here at Radiate Church. It's called we can't outgive God because we just believe that no matter what we do, God owns it all anyway. He's in charge of it all anyway. And we just can't outgive God. We've seen it over and over and over again. And so as a church, as a corporate body, not only do we give our first 10% as, as an organization, but we also give above and beyond to other churches, other ministries, other, um, other organizations to help them do ministry as well. Because we believe in not just being uh, generous individually, but also corporately. And so we secured this building, and, and I just want to let you know about a need. We're going to do something this year. Um, we're going to do something just, we're going to call it the Christmas offering. And on December 20th, on our Christmas at Radiate Services, we're going to take up a special offering. And our, we have a goal for it this year. We, what we know is God has blessed us with this facility, but we want to create more room. And we just believe uh, that, as you know, we believe in setting out jars and letting God fill those. And we would love to add one more kids' classroom onto the back side of that building and add some office space in there so that we have room to do some administrative tasks and things like that. You're seeing some pictures of some work we were doing this week and yesterday here at the building. And we're gonna, I'm going to set a goal this year. How many of you guys believe that God? we serve a big God, a God that changes things, right, that can do more than we could ever think or imagine? I told our first service, I'm telling you online, I'm telling you here in person today, I believe that we can get $300,000 this year. At our, at our Christmas offering, if we all come together and pray about what God wants to do. And here's what that's going to do. That's going to add 1,200 more square feet to our facility with more room for kids, more room for office space. It's going to allow us to promote and do marketing projects. It's going to allow for us to, to put cameras in the building so that we can uh, stream to a new location and we can increase our online experience as you're watching today in that building. And we're going to be able to increase some things in the auditorium as well. So we're just I just want to ask you today, you're going to hear me talk about it over the next several weeks, but I just want you to pray and just ask God. Maybe for you, maybe it's $20, but for some people, I believe it's thousands of dollars. And, and just, what God, what would you have me to give at that Christmas offering so that we can get to a place to where we can increase it and we can just make this thing happen and we can push forward and we don't have to worry about trying to do it again next year, but we can launch another campus and go forward. So I, here's what I know. I had a church call me yesterday, and they're pledging some money towards it uh, for us. Just God laid it on their heart to do, and so they freed up some budget, and they're giving above and beyond so that they can help Radiate Church accomplish vision. And uh, so many families have already let us know that that's beginning to happen in their lives. So we're just excited, and I believe that God is going to make a way so that we can do what we need to do so that he can do what only he can do. Amen? Let me pray for you real quick. Father, we honor you, and we worship you. God, we give our first 10% our tithe today. God, we give our tithe today because you say in Malachi chapter 3 that if we, God, if we give our first 10%, you'll protect what we have. You'll provide what we need. You'll open the windows of heaven, and you'll pour out a blessing that we can't contain without you. 
And so, God, we give obediently our first 10%, our tithe today. And, God, for every person that gives above and beyond today that they just feel led, let's go ahead and give something so that we can get renovations moving forward faster and we can do more right now in the immediate future. I just pray your blessing over that, God. Whether they give digitally or, or God, if they drop it in the drop box on the way out. God, I just pray that you'd bless that and let that be a seed sown in good soil. And, God, I thank you. I thank you that we're going to be able to build 1,200 square feet worth of rooms and space and let those jars out so that we can increase our online capacity, increase our physical capacity, and launch another campus next year. And God, we just honor you and trust you. In your name we pray. Amen. At this time, there's going to be a, a screen that comes up, a video that comes up that gives you ways that you can give for about 60 seconds. We're going to give you 60 seconds to give, and then we're going to stand together and worship one more time. So let's give. Let's worship God by giving right now. Thank you. As we're going to ask you stand and worship with us. As we sing about God's faithfulness. Worship you, Lord. I am holding on to faith. Because I know you make a way. I don't always understand, I don't always get to see, I will believe it, I will believe it. You make mountains move, you make giants fall, you use songs of praise to shake prison walls, I will speak to my fear. I will preach to my doubt You were faithful then You'll be faithful now And I am standing on your word find my enemies this will end in victory I will believe it yes I will believe it you make mountains move you make giants fall you use songs of praise to shake prison walls I will speak to my fear 
continues to do in Radiate Church. Amen. Guys, we're excited as well. We're going to pray it up. And after we pray it up, there'll be a short video. God, we thank you. We love you. We ask you to prepare our hearts this morning for the word that you put on Pastor Brandon's heart. God, help us to hold on to the fact that you remain faithful now and forever, Lord. We worship you. We're forever grateful, God. It's in your name we pray. And all of us said, amen. Guys, Pay attention to the screen. Yeah, and you can have a seat. <laughs> when your car is broken too, there's only one thing you want to do. Open your mouth and let it spew. But I am telling you, stay positive. Baking a cake for your family and your kids are hopped up on caffeine Your fluffy cake is now kinda lean Remember, don't be mean, stay positive When your bank account is close to red You want to cry yourself to bed It could be worse, you could be dead Remember what I said, stay positive Yes, I work this mic every week, and I don't know how to work it right now. That's crazy. Man, that song just makes me want to sing. Like, it just it makes me happy. Anybody else, like, with me on that, or am I weird? Are y'all good? Okay. All right, so I'm excited that we're in this series, week three of Stay Positive. I feel like it's a really on-time series. It's a, it's a powerful series for the season that we're in, the time that we're in, the football team that we pull for. 
<laughs> all those things. I believe it's a great thing, and, and, and I've really been excited. If you're taking notes at home or in person, I, I, I want to title the message this. I hope you do take notes. I want you to title it this, Three Truths to Build Confidence. Three Truths to Build Confidence, right? And so uh, as you're writing that down and you're getting your Bibles out, we're going to be in Romans chapter 8 at first uh, today. But um, as you're getting all that out, I just kind of want to remind you that each week of the series, we have a Bible reading plan that we want you to be a part of with us. Um, we would love for you to join in on that online or, uh, or in person. All you got to do is pull up your camera, scan that QR code, and a link will pop up. Just hit that. It'll take you right there. Or, or just go to radiatechurch.net. There's a link right there on the homepage. We want you to dig into the Word with us. We don't want to just hear a sermon and hear a message. We want to dig into the Word. So um, excited to do that with you. I don't know if you've been a part of the reading plans the past two weeks. I hope you have, but they've been really, really good, and they followed each message right where they need to go. It's been really powerful, and we love it. Hey, why don't you do me a favor? Why don't you look at somebody on your couch next to you or in your row next to you and just tell them, just say, uh, wake up, wake up. Come on, wake up. Wake up. We're so excited to have you. But here's the thing, like, I don't, I, you know, three truths to build confidence. Here's what I want to talk about this today. Because here's what I know, whether you're online or in person, most of us have some kind of insecurity. Some kind of insecurity. I, I don't know if anybody's in, the, in, in this with me, but I would venture to say most are. But there are times where it just doesn't take much to get my insecurities going. You know what I'm saying? I know people are like, well, on the stage, he's loud and boisterous and kind of bold, and he's good, right? But the truth is, I got some insecurities, right? There are times where people will say things, and I'll be like, so what do you think about the service today? And, and, and they're like, oh, it was good. And I'm like, good? What do you mean good? It was amazing. It was great. It was fun. What did I do wrong? What happened? What? And, and that's, not, that's not cool, right? We all have that, though, whether it's about things we think about ourselves, whether it's things about we think about that we do, whether it's been caused by others or caused by ourselves, right? And sometimes insecurities can happen through what people say, even if they don't mean it that way, right? So I was a youth pastor. Some of you know this, some of you don't. I was a youth pastor for 10 years before we ever started Radiate Church. Radiate Church is eight years old. I was a youth pastor for 10 years. I started my first youth ministry at a church that had 20 people in it. We had two teenagers. It was amazing. It was fun. I started a youth service. We grew from two to 20 teenagers in like a year. It was so cool. It was so fun to see. But I don't know why, but people would make this statement to me. They'd be like, do you ever want to be a real pastor one day? Pretty sure you don't know teenagers if you don't think being a youth pastor is a real, real pastor, right? They didn't mean it that way. What they were trying to ask is, do you want to be a senior pastor, a lead pastor one day, right? I had this one guy and uh, y'all, I, I can't. So for me, I know we've got guys in this church on our leadership staff. and Y'all can grow phenomenal beards. Like, they're just beautiful. It's like, I just want to, I just want to, like, take a picture of it and put it on my wall and say goals, right? I can't grow a beard. I can't do it to save my life, right? So when I was younger, I, I had a goatee, but I wanted a beard, so I was kind of growing it all in right here, and I had a guy stop me before I preached on a Sunday night. Y'all, he stopped me. He said, he said, you know why I'm never here when you preach? And I was like, this is starting off well. This is going to be a life-giving conversation right now. And he was like, because men of God don't have facial hair. And I wanted to look at him and be like, what are you even talking about right now? But he was an older gentleman, so I was respecting him in the conversation. He said, when you shave, I'll come back and hear you preach. 
And I want to be like, the problem is not my facial hair, brother. It's something else. But, you know, beyond that. Man, that started an insecurity in me. I was like, well, dadgum, am I a man of God? Because I grow a beard. It's not a good one. But I got some facial hair, you know, things like that. And I had a, I had a sermon one time I preached uh, when I was a youth pastor. I preached a sermon one time, and somebody told me this. They said, man, you're getting better. You'll get there one day. Don't, don't think that came out like you wanted it to come out there, guy. You ever done that? You ever said something, and it just kind of is like, it sounds good up here, but when it comes out of here, you're kind of like, uh, that is not what I meant at all, right? It can get your insecurities rolling. It can get some things going. And, and the truth is, is most of us deal with some kind of insecurity in our life, right? I, I can be an insecure person sometimes. I can, I can worry about things I never should worry about. But insecurities usually manifest themselves in three types of people. This isn't the meat of the message. This is three types of people. And when I say three types of people, when I tell you the three types, you and, and online, you're going to know if you fit into that, but you're also going to know if other people fit into that, right? So the first one is, this is one of the ways that it manifests itself. We got the people pleasers. Anybody in the room, a people pleaser, right? I am, confession, a recovering people pleaser. Right? I'm just, I'm trying, I'm detoxing from it, I'm doing the best I can to not be a people pleaser because the Bible tells me that I'm either going to please God or man, but never both. And so I'm trying to, like, never both all the time. So I'm trying to, like, learn that. I am a people pleaser. I don't want anybody upset. I don't want anybody mad. I especially don't want anybody mad at me. But here's what I know. I'm human. People are going to get mad at me. It's going to happen. And guess what? That's okay. Right. And so I like people, please. It's an insecurity. It's some kind of insecurity in us to where we feel like if people just aren't mad at us, we'll be all right. Now, here's another one. Fishermen or fisherwomen, or let's just call them the fishers. And here's what I'm talking about. Like, I believe I'm going to make fun of social media for a minute because it's really fun to me to make fun of social media. But like, that's what social media has sped up in our generation is the fishers. And here's what I mean. You'll just post this status. Some of you are going to be guilty of this, and I love you, and I'm not making fun of you, I promise. Some of us will post this. Man, what a bad day. Dot, dot, dot. And then there will be a comment. Oh, my goodness, are you okay? Yeah, don't want to talk about it. Pretty sure you just posted that to like 2,000 people. So you probably want somebody to talk to you about it. You know what I'm saying? Or the people that post the picture that's like, felt cute, might delete later. You just kind of want, like you're fishing for, you want a compliment. And it's not that all that's bad. I'm not saying posting selfies and all that is like terrible stuff. Don't walk away. But it, we're fishing. We feel like if we get some affirmation, we'll be okay in life. We'll be, we'll be affirmed in what we're doing. We'll be justified in who we are. Like, it's been a bad day. Yeah, it's been a bad day. You'll be okay. That's what we're looking for. We're looking, we're fishing for compliments. We're fishing for something, right? Here's the other one. This one, these people always make me laugh. Always make me laugh. It trips me out every time. I used to be one of these guys in college because I thought I had to just prove myself. A one-upper. Anybody know some one-uppers in their life? You know what I'm saying? Some of y'all are like, I don't know just one-upper. One one-upper. I know two. You're the one-upper. Right? These are the people. One-uppers are the people that are like, when you look at them and you're like, man, I've been reading my Bible plan for the past two weeks with this uh, sermon series that's going on. Oh, yeah, well, I've read that Bible plan plus two more. Those are the one-uppers, right? They're like, man, I spent 10 minutes, like, I just, on the way to work today, I had a 10-minute drive and just really got into worship today in the truck. And they're like, oh, yeah, I did it for 20. And you want to be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to Judy chop you in the neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of stuff. 
the one-uppers. And it's usually just an insecurity that we need some kind of affirmation of something. But here's the problem with insecurities. Not only are they funny, but insecurities will rob us of joy. They rob us of peace. They'll rob us of opportunities. And, and here's the biggest one. They'll rob us of obedience to God. Because we'll be so insecure that we feel like I'm not good enough. I don't look good enough. I don't act good enough. I don't think good enough. I don't this is good enough. And, you know, and we have this insecurity that keeps us from following God the way that we need to follow God and the way that God wants us to follow him. And so the insecurity actually becomes a hindrance to us. And so we got to be careful with these things. But here's what I want to... Uh, here's what I really want to like push today is we don't need more self-confidence. We need more God confidence because some of us believe too much about ourselves and not enough about God. Self-confidence is believing that I can do it. Self-confidence is believing that I can raise $300,000 to add 1,200 square feet to a building when we need it. Self-confidence is believing that I can grow a church. Self-confidence is believing that I can get myself out of this mess. But the truth is, God-confidence is believing that through God, God can do anything through me. There's a difference. We need less self-confidence and more God-confidence. But here's the thing. Listen, some of us think that humility, and humility is a, um, is a representation of spiritual maturity. But self-degradation is not humility. When we talk down on ourselves and we talk bad about ourselves all the time, that's not humility, that's abuse. Please hear me, some of you need to know that today. That's not humility, that's abuse. It, God never wants you to talk about his creation, which is you, his child, which is you, in a way that some of us do. He just wants us to know that it's less about us and more about him, amen? Less self-confidence, more God-confidence. Here's, here's um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, says it like this. It's in the message version. I just like the way it says it. It says this, for, forget about self-confidence, for it's useless. It's useless. But cultivate, we're going to leave this up for a minute, cultivate God-confidence. Forget about self-confidence. Forget about confidence in just what you can accomplish, because it's useless. He says, cultivate God-confidence. I love the word cultivate in this version and here's why when you cultivate something it's a work it's an action it's 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 you're doing something you got to turn the soil you got to till the soil you got to plant the seed you got to make it to where it's growable listen to me some of us work more about speaking positive about ourselves and we forget to speak positive about god's character we build our self-confidence but we forget that god is the one that does it anyway and without him we can do nothing he says, forget about self-confidence. Forget about that because, watch this, it's useless. It does nothing for you. But build, cultivate, work the God-confidence, right? Here's why we should forget about self-confidence. Just three quick scriptures. You can write them down. They're not going to come on the screen. You can write them down or you can go back and listen to this later and you can grab them there. It's this. Jeremiah 17 and 9 tells us that our heart is deceitful. Our heart is deceitful. You ever heard the phrase, I'm just going to follow my heart? Or just follow your heart. It's said with good intentions, but the truth of the matter is your heart follows what your brain tells it to do. And so a lot of times when we follow our heart, we're following the wrong things because our heart's going to tell us to do what's comfortable and what's easy and what's convenient. Every time that we're Americans, we're, we're humans. That's what we chase, comfort and convenience. But here, that's why our heart is deceitful. That's why we get into messes that we can't get out of sometimes because instead of following our spirit, we're following our heart. Jeremiah, says, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, follow your heart. Follow, I mean, uh, your heart is deceitful, so don't follow your heart. I said that wrong. Don't quote me wrong. 
Matthew chapter 26 and verse 41, watch this, says that the flesh is weak. Flesh is weak. Guess who doesn't, who, guess who that is not passed by? The enemy, the devil. He knows that if he can beat us in enough and he can get us looking at something enough and he can get us thinking that it's okay enough, we're, our flesh is weak, we're going to give in. We're going to do it. Our heart is defeat, deceitful. Our flesh is weak. And watch this. In Romans chapter 7, verse 15, we're taught that our behavior is actually inconsistent. We're only a couple months away from January, like, which feels weird, but it feels great because I'm ready to get out of 2020. You know what I'm saying? But in January, what do we do every single year? Most of us do this. 99% of us do this. We sit down and we make up our New Year's resolutions. And here's our New Year's resolutions. I'm going to get my bank account in this amount of number. I'm going to work out. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to eat healthy. And for like a month, we're like, yeah, I got this. And then, or for like a week, we eat healthy. And then we see the bill for how much it is to eat healthy. And we're like, praise God, I ain't doing that no more. Little Debbie is looking good right now. You know what I'm saying? And so why? Because our behaviors are inconsistent. Because discipline is beating our behaviors into submission. But our behaviors want to tell us, no, I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like going to the gym today. I don't feel like eating that. I don't feel like buying that. I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel... That's why most of us will come to church for a week, get hyped up, get excited, talk about how good the message was, how good God is, and all that, and then we'll show up two months later. Our behaviors are inconsistent. That's why most of us go, I love Jesus with everything I have, but then when it comes to live out Scripture... Our behaviors are inconsistent. Are you with me today? And so the Bible's teaching us right here why we can't rely on self-confidence, but we must rely on God-confidence. So I want to give you three truths today, three truths to help build your God-confidence. I want you to write these down. I want you to know them. Repeat them to yourself. Do all what you got to do. But here's the first one. My God is always for me. You got to know that. You gotta know that. You gotta get that deep down in your heart. My God is always for me. I think there's this misconception about God that's still out there among people that have grown up in church and people that don't know anything about God. It's this, God is out to get us. I need to tell you today, God is not out to get us. God is a father and he's not just a father, but he's a loving father and that changes everything. God is not sitting in heaven on the throne with a sledgehammer waiting on you to think the wrong thought so he can smash you over the head with it. God is sitting up there going, how can I be for them? See, I grew up in church. I grew up in church. I went to church my entire life. I was involved. Like I said, I, I took my first youth ministry job at 18 years old when I was still in college. I didn't do everything right, but I didn't understand the concept of God being a father until I became a father. And here's what I know about being a father. My kids drive me up the wall. Anybody with me, praise God. Y'all quiet today, but I know that hit somebody. They drive me up the wall. Sometimes I just want to put my head through sheetrock because it'd be a whole lot better. Sometimes I literally, y'all, I do that. I'm a smart aleck. I know that's hard to believe. Sometimes I'll tell my kids something and they don't listen, so I'll just turn to my TV and I'll start telling my TV the same thing. And here's what they do. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, that listens about as good as you are, so I figured I had a better chance for that to do what I said than you. And then they're like, Dad, you're so crazy. I'm like, you're driving me there. Anyway, sorry. Tangent. But here's the thing. There's nothing that my kids can do that makes me love them less. They drive me nuts, and I may fuss right before they go to bed, 
But I sit on their bed and I kiss their forehead and I pray over them and I speak blessing over them and I let them know how much I love them anyway. There's nothing they can do that makes me love them less. There's nothing they can do that makes me believe in them less. Because here's the truth, as a father, and if you're a parent, a grandparent, or one day will be, you'll know this and you do know this. I want them to rise higher than I've ever risen. I want them to do more than I've ever done. I want them to go further than I've ever gone. I want them to see more than I've ever seen. That's why I like increasing my, exp- my horizons, not so I can do something, but because the bigger my horizons, I believe the bigger theirs. I want to help them. I, want, I am for them. I want my kids to do that. But there are times where my kids are like, I'm not doing what you say. I don't care what you say. You know what I'm saying? But watch this but I'm always for them. I'm always cheering them on. I'm always at their baseball games or their soccer games. I'm always there with them, making sure they know that I've got your back. Daddy is for you. Some of you need to hear me today when I say this. God is for you. I know you feel like he's trying to beat you over the head, but he's really just cheering you on. He only wants what's best for you. He only wants you to follow his scriptures and and, and what he says in the Bible, not so that he can hold you accountable and beat you up, but so that you can be the best version of yourself that you have ever been in your life that's why he's got it in there that's why because he's a loving he's a loving father god is for us that's why we have this phrase at radiate that says you matter because we want people to know that they matter to god and they matter to us here's the issue is we're human so sometimes we're going to fail at making that known Sometimes you will, listen, the longer you're at this church, the more opportunity we have to, let, to fail on something, an expectation you have. It's going to happen. I want to set you up and let you know it's going to happen. But God never does because he's always for us. And we try. We try to let people know you matter to God and you matter to us. And we'll do everything we can to make that happen. You matter. I want to read this scripture to you. I, I, I love this scripture. I, I love the way it's written in, in Romans um, chapter 8 and, and verse 31. It says this, what then shall we say to these things? Watch this. If God is for us, who can be against us? Some of us need to hear that today because some of us are going through some things that we feel like everything's against us and it's beating us up. I need you to know that if something is against you, it's never as big as the God that's for you. It may be screaming in your face, but God is screaming behind your back saying, you got this, keep going, keep walking, keep moving, keep progressing. I'm for you. I got you. We're going to get through it. I'm with you. Let's do this. God is always for us because if God is for us, who can be against us? Who can compare to that? So maybe you're trying to climb out of a mountain of debt. Guess what? God is for you. Maybe you're trying to reconcile your marriage. Guess what? God is for you. Maybe you're sitting on the couch today with your family member that can't stand your guts. Guess what? God is for you and God is for them. The truth of the matter is no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're trying to figure out, no matter what you're trying to do, no matter your, your, your finances you're trying to get together, no matter your marriage you're trying to reconcile, no matter your relationships you're trying to build, hear me, God is for you. God is not against you. Yeah, but you don't know how long I've gone and not given him any attention. I don't care. He's still for you. He's still for you, and he still loves you. So my God is always for me. The second one is this. My God always helps me. Anybody? Does that help anybody today? My God always helps me. you got to know that. He's not just standing back cheering you on like a certain football coach in the upstate. I'm just kidding, y'all. It's okay. It's just Clemson. 
It's just Carolina. A little jab. We can't win football games, so I have to pick on people that do. It is what it is. No, he's not just... <laughs> He's not just clapping and cheering us on from behind, but he is helping us. He wants to help us. So this week, y'all, I'm, I'm, I'm semi-handy. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else semi-handy? In the, like, you're not fully handy. You can just do enough to tear stuff up so you have to call somebody else to do it. I'm semi-handy. I, I try to figure things. I can learn things. Like, YouTube's my best friend at this stuff. But the truth of the matter is, I'm not patient enough to sit down and watch a YouTube video to learn it all the way. I'll watch, like, half the video, and I'm fast-forwarding through that half. And then I'm like, oh, I got this. And then I end up tearing it up. You know what I'm saying? So this past week, I had to change the trunk supports in my wife's minivan. Yeah, we have a minivan because we our, our, our family is the size of a basketball team. And so we have a minivan. I was skeptical about it for a couple years, but now I'm kind of like, yeah, this is great. This is amazing. I love a minivan, right? And so I had, we have it, and I, was, I had to hold the trunk up while I took the supports off that hold the trunk up because they were broken. Well, I decided that I wasn't going to ask for help. I decided, true story, I was going to get a pitchfork out of my garage. And I was going to put it in the trunk. The problem is, is pitchforks... Number one, they put holes in wherever you put them because they're sharp. Number two, the handle can slip. I found that one out the hard way. I'm over there looking at this trunk support, trying to figure out what I'm about to do, and all of a sudden that handle slips, and that thing just goes zoom. I was like, that could be my head. And I think I need that to do what I'm supposed to do in life. And so I probably should ask for help. So I looked at Megan, and Megan, I, I said, hey, babe, will you come over here and help me? And she was surprised that I, first of all, asked for help. It was pride in the moment. I didn't enjoy it. And I asked her for help. She said, what do you need? I said, I just need you to hold the trunk up. Because if you can hold the trunk up for me, then I can pull the supports off and put the new ones on. It won't take time. When she held the trunk up and I put the supports on, guess what, y'all? It took like two minutes to do what I needed to do, and that was it, and it was fixed. But it would have taken a whole lot longer. Guess how long it took me before that? Ten minutes. It took me way more than quadruple the time to do it when I was trying to do it by myself. Watch this. Some of us need to learn to ask for help. And I'm not just talking about help with a project. I'm talking about help in life. I'm talking about every day of my life, I need to ask for help. God, I don't know what you've got for me today, but I know I'm going to come across somebody or something that's going to test me. Please help me. God, help me see opportunities and problems today. God, help me get through the day. God always wants to help us. The problem is, is sometimes we don't see the help. And we don't want the help because we have more self-confidence than we do God-confidence. Here's one of the ways God helps us. God helps us through other people a lot. That's why at Radiate Church, life groups and serving teams are so important to what we do. It's simply because we help each other through it. We've got a family. Because here's the truth. Watch, watch this. When we go through things, pre-COVID, we were running 500 people. Do you, let me just tell you this. I can't care for 500 people by myself. But guess what? A life group can care for us. And a team leader on the team that we serve can help care for us. And I can go to them and say, I got an issue. Here's my issue. And we may not always get it right, but we're always going to try. And we can always be there to help each other and care for each other. In fact, to, to, to help that problem and to spread it out so that more people are caring for more people and helping more people. Watch this. We have something called a care portal. You just let us know your need, and we try to figure out the best way that we can meet it. And if we can't, I send people other places where they can professionally get help more often than anything because I can't meet everybody's need. Are you with me today? 
God always wants to help us, but he often helps us through others. And so we, we allow our team leaders and our groups and our group leaders and all these people to help care in our outreach teams and so many others to help care for people. Why? Because we want to help. Why? Because God wants to help. God is there to help us through this. Watch this. I want to read Hebrews chapter 13, verses 5 through 6 real quick. It, it's, it's going to come on the screen. I want you to read it with me. Hebrews 13, 5 through 6 says, Make sure that your character is free from the love of money. But being content with what you have, watch this, for he himself, being God, has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. Now watch verse 6. Read this. This is so good. There it is. So that we confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? Man, I... I rest in the fact that God is my helper. Man will let me down all day long. It's not because they're evil or terrible. It's just because we're human and we're not perfect. But when everybody else lets me down, there is one God that's got my back that wants to be for me and wants to help me. I ain't got to worry about everything else because he is going to help me. I don't have to be afraid of COVID-19. I don't have to be afraid of a next step of faith. I don't have to be afraid of losing my job. I don't have to be afraid of not being a good husband. He is for me. He is my helper. And I will not be afraid because what will man do to me? Watch this. God says, I want to be for you. And I want to help you. I want to give you the steps to make this thing happen. If you want to strengthen your marriage, I want to help you. If you need to have a difficult conversation with somebody in your life, I want to help you. If you want to climb the corporate ladder the right way, I want to help you. I want to help you. And the third one is this. Watch this. This is the one that, y'all, it brings me so much peace. It's this truth and this reality that my God is still working on me. God is always for me. Watch this. God always helps me. And God is always working on me. Come on up. God is always working on me. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 lets me know that all fall short. All sin and fall short of the glory of God. I, I know sometimes we use that, and if I'm going to be real honest, sometimes we use that as an excuse to do whatever we want to do in life. Well, all, fall sin, all sin and fall short of the glory of God, so I don't have to listen to what the Bible says. I'll just do what I want to do because we all fall, sin, uh, fall short anyway. The, see, the struggle with things is not the problem. It's giving into it that becomes the issue. A sin is not a struggle. Giving in to the struggle is the sin. Come on. We got to understand that we, we do all fall short. We're not going to get it right. I'm not going to get it right all the time. Listen, I'll be transparent with you. I think thoughts you don't want to hear. I mumble words that you'd be surprised about. I have feelings that you don't want to know about. I hurt. I get mad. I get frustrated. I know people think the pastor doesn't deal with that stuff. I'm human too. We all fall short of the glory of God. But the beautiful thing is we're all a work in progress. I don't know if you've ever asked yourself this, but I know I have. God, why and how are you going to use me for this? I ask myself that. God, how are you going to use me? Brandon. 
who's messed it up, who's done it wrong, who's gotten intentions wrong and hurt people and frustrated things and done this and done that. I could go through a list of things in my life of 37 years of things that I've done wrong. But here's what I know. You know why God chooses people? Because they're willing and because they're open, not because they're perfect. I don't try to be perfect because here's what I know. I'm not. But I'm a work in progress. I know some of you walked in today. Some of you are online right now and you're dealing with addiction and you're dealing with unforgiveness and you're dealing with bitterness and you're dealing with hurt and you're dealing with all these things that make you hurt and make you question faith. I just want you to know he's not through with you yet. You're still a work in progress. He is working on you and we're going to get there. It's not an excuse. It's a promise. We're all a work in progress. Let me read this scripture, Philippians, Philippians chapter one, Philippians one and six. I love, I love this scripture. It says, for I am confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. Here's what he says. I know that when you found out about my grace and my promise and my purpose and my goodness, you got excited and then life happened and you're not excited anymore and you wonder how he's going to use you and you keep messing it up and you keep doing things. I just want you to know the word perfected right there, that he will perfect it. Watch this. It's not a past tense that it's already been done. It is a present tense that he will continue to perfect it within you until we meet Jesus and worship him face to face together as a family and as a body he's saying this every day you wake up the very promise that used to excite you but now you've lost sight of because of your mess ups he wants to perfect it day in and day out every day the thoughts that you have that aren't good he wants to perfect those he wants to work on you the the, the words you say he wants to perfect it the whatever it is he wants to perfect it within you because we are all a work in progress it's not an excuse don't sit back and go well, I'm a work in progress I can do whatever I want to do today no let's sit back and go I'm a work in progress and when I mess it up here's what repentance is we need to know this repentance is not praying a prayer and then God forgive me I'm sorry and then we go around and do the same thing repentance literally means to turn the other way I think we get it mixed up. I think sometimes we think repentance is, hey, God, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Yeah, all right, good. And then we go do the same thing. That's not repentance. That's a scapegoat. Let's call it what it is. Repentance is, I am sorry. And I want to do all that I can not to do that again. And I will turn and walk the other way. Here's what that means. Walking away from things that lead me to the other place. If this makes me go that way and I'm not supposed to go that way, I need to turn my back and go over here. You with me today? He's perfecting in us because here's the truth. We're all a work in progress. And I don't know about you, but it helps me to walk through life going, I may get it wrong, but I'm going to die trying to get it right. And I'm not going to get it wrong on purpose. I'm going to get it wrong trying to get it right. And I know that God is still working on me. I don't, I mean, that just fires me up. That gives me hope in this world. That he's not done. Watch this. Colossians chapter 1, 4 through 5. I 
love this portion of scripture. It says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. Man, he's, Apostle Paul's writing to a church and he says, we've already heard about how much you trust Jesus. We've already heard how much you love his church. We already heard about how much and seen how much you love people. And he said, because of all that, watch verse 5, because, here's why you love like that, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you have previously heard in the word and the truth, the gospel. He says, we've already heard your reputation of loving Jesus, your reputation of loving the church, your reputation of loving others precedes me seeing you. Let that be said of us. Let that be said of Radiate Church, that your love for Jesus, your love for the church, your love for people precedes me even walking in the doors. Let that be said of me individually, that before I ever met you, your love precedes you. But here's how we get there. Because we know that there's a hope laid up for us in heaven, not on earth but in heaven, and that's what we strive for. And we get to walk around with a spiritual swagger to where we walk in the room and we know that we own the room. Why? Because Jesus sits on the throne and intercedes for us day in and day out because he loves us, because he's for us, because he wants to help us, and because he's perfecting us every day. Would you stand to your feet with me today? I just want to be able to pray over you and pray over you online that as we walk out of our homes, as we walk out of our building today, as we go and we, we pray about, God, what do you want me to give? God, what do you want me to do? All these things. That we would carry a spiritual swagger of God confidence everywhere we go. That no matter how dark the days may seem, God is there. And I just want to pray that over you today. Father, we honor you and we worship you. We give you everything that we have. And God, I just pray that we would walk out of here with a spiritual swagger of confidence about you, that we know, God, that you have this under control. Build a God confidence in us. Build a confidence to where we can walk and know that you are God and God alone. We can't do this without you, God. Let us quit trying. Let us quit trying to do it without you. But let us lean into you that every day we pray, God, perfect this within me. God, perfect this within me. God, I pray that there are people in the room right now. God, I pray that you would expand their men mentality and their capacity. And God, that they would walk out and reach others. God, I just, I, God, I believe there's some people either watching online or in the room. I just feel this, that they're dealing with unforgiveness in their life. And God, I just pray that you'd loosen that up and release that. And God, that we would go to the person and offer that forgiveness and ask for their forgiveness for our bitterness. And God, I, I just want to pray this. I pray, God, that you would use this church to share your love and your kingdom. Grow this church in every way possible because, God, we want to see your kingdom come in the 803 like never before. And, God, we honor you. We worship you, and we give you all that we have. And if you believe God is a big God that can do all that we ask, would you just put your hands together?